bringing you the latest in tax credit news, this is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, April 16th, 2019. Happy day after tax day. This week marks 18 years since the CDFI Fund issued initial guidance on the then newly created New Marcus Tax Credit. The guidance provided information on how to become certified as a Qualified Community Development Entity, or a CDE, how a CDE could apply for New Market Tax Allocation Authority, and more. Fast forward 18 years later, and we're now waiting for the 15th round of allocation awards to be announced. The latest we've heard is that the City of Fund is targeting a May announcement. And by the way, thank you to the New Market Tax Credit Coalition for hosting a fly-in to Washington, D.C. last Tuesday. Many members of the New Market Tax Credit community gathered in the Capitol to engage with members of Congress and advocate for New Market Tax Credit permanence. Several members of Congress spoke at various gatherings, including Representative Terry Sewell of Alabama, Representative Tom Reed of New York, Representative Jason Smith of Missouri, and Representative T.J. Cox of California. Turning to this week's podcast, I'll share some news about disaster tax relief legislation, as well as New Markets Tax Credit permanence legislation. I'll also talk about how the Department of Education is planning to spur investments in charter schools in Opportunity Zones. I'll also have an update on the status of tax extenders legislation in Congress, as well as information on a new Energy Storage Investment Tax Credit Bill. Then, I'll briefly share information on some IRIS plans to issue guidance on the Long-Term Housing Tax Credit, Historic Tax Credit, and New Markets Tax Credit. I'll also have an update on the amount of Qualified Equity Investments issuance that's been finalized over the last month through the New Markets Tax Credit. After that, I'll talk about state incentives to drive Opportunity Zones and Historic Tax Credit investments. On the Opportunity Zones front, I do want to note that we're still awaiting release of the next round of regulations. We do expect release by the end of the month, maybe a bit earlier, perhaps before our Opportunity Zones conference that's being held in Denver next week. We're also still awaiting, as I record this podcast, the release of the annual update of HUD Area Median Gross Income Numbers. These are numbers or amounts that are used to determine maximum rent and income levels for tax credit and tax and bond finance rental properties. Stay tuned. When we get information on either of these two, I'll certainly be tweeting them out, and we'll certainly cover them in a future podcast. If you're ready, let's get started. Now, starting on the new legislation front, Republican Midwesterners in Congress have introduced legislation to help people and businesses affected by federally declared disasters that occurred between January 1 and January 15th of this year. This is targeting principally Midwestern states hit by winter storms and flooding. Now, the bill, the Disaster Tax Relief Act of 2019, was introduced in the Senate by Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Senators Joni Ernst of Iowa, Deb Fisher of Nebraska, and Ben Sass of Nebraska. A companion bill was introduced in the House by Ways and Means Committee member Adrian Smith, a Republican from Nebraska. Now, there were no disaster tax credit-related provisions in the bill, as introduced. That said, it is possible that the House will add such provisions when considering the legislation. 
this legislation is not likely to be a vehicle for tax extenders at the moment. I will note, though, the grassly widened disaster relief bill that was introduced two months ago in February combined extenders and disaster tax relief. It is possible that these two disaster tax bills could be combined at some point in the future. And while we're on the subject of extenders, and as a follow-up to the fly-in that was held in D.C. last week, the New Markets Tax Credit Extension Act of 2019 has some new co-sponsors. The Senate version is now co-sponsored by Republicans John Bozeman of Arkansas and Martha McSally of Arizona. And Democrats Catherine Cortez Meso of Nevada and Patty Murray of Washington. This brings the total number of co-sponsors to 17. Now, the House version of the bill brought on six more co-sponsors last week. Democrats Scott Peters of California and Shelley Penigree of Maine, as well as Republicans Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Gus Bilarakis of Florida, Steve Shabbat of Ohio, and James Baird of Indiana. The total co-sponsors for the House bill has reached 38. Now, it's great to see such strong bipartisan support for making the new market tax credit permanent and we'll provide additional updates in future podcasts. You may recall that last week, I touched on how various federal agencies are adjusting certain programs, grant applications, and other resources to align with the Opportunity Zones incentive. Well, the heads of those agencies discussed their plans at the inaugural meeting of the White House Opportunity Revitalization Council. Now, at that meeting, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, for example, said that Opportunity Zones could help develop more charter schools. Well, fast forward, the Department of Education has announced that it will accept comments on a proposed rule to encourage opening and expanding charter schools in Opportunity Zones. The federal government would give Opportunity Zones-based charter schools a competitive scoring advantage and would give them more time to line up financial assistance. Now, comments on the proposed rule are due to the Department of Education by May 6th. I also invite you to share any comments you want to make with the Opportunity Zones Working Group. I'll include the Working Group's email address in today's show notes. Now, let's go into a little more detail on tax extenders. House Ways and Means Committee member Bill Pascrell of New Jersey told Tax Notes last Tuesday that Ways and Means members will meet sometime after their two-week recess, that's a recess that started this week, they're going to meet after their two-week recess to discuss extenders. Now, Representative Pascrell said that the Joint Committee on Taxation Chief, Thomas Bottold, would likely be invited to the meeting. Now, this meeting is going to be a closed-door meeting. And during this meeting, they're going to go through, we expect, extenders line by line to determine each provision's benefit and the merit of extending it. Now, I'll keep you updated on extenders in future podcast episodes. On the new tax credit bill front, House members introduced legislation last week to make energy storage technology, think batteries, eligible for the investment tax credit. Now, this is the third straight session of Congress in which this legislation was introduced. The bill would add energy storage to what's eligible for the investment tax credit. I'll note the bill would not change the phase down of the investment tax credit. Supporters of the bill include the Solar Energy Industries Association, the American Wind Energy Association, and the Energy Storage Association. Advocates for the bill note that an energy storage tax credit would encourage more investment in clean energy 
and to make electricity supply more affordable and, perhaps more importantly, more reliable. Turning to some other news out of Treasury, the Treasury Department last week released its quarterly update to the 2018-2019 Priority Guidance Plan. Now, the plan is the list of guidance projects that the IRS hopes to complete during their 12-month annual period of July 1, 2018 through June 30, 2019. Now, there are 239 projects in the plan. That said, many have already been addressed. Now, the IRS's priority projects do include guidance for the low-income housing tax credit average income test. That would be welcome. Guidance on the use of the historic tax credit for disaster relief. Welcome as well. As well as clarification rules for the new Marcus tax credit. And then there's obviously a lot more projects uh, still in the pipeline. Now, the IRS does invite public comments as it develops future guidance priorities. If you have any suggestions for future guidance projects, please send them to the Opportunity Zones Working Group if it applies to Opportunity Zones, the Low-Income Housing Tax Credit Working Group if it applies to tax credits for affordable housing, the New Market Tax Credit Working Group for Community Development Related, and Renewable Energy Working Group for Renewable Energy Tax Credit Related Matters. Each of these Novograd-led groups submit comments to the IRS every year with respect to the Priority Guidance Plan. In community development news, the City of Fife recently released its latest Qualified Equity Investment Issuance Report. As of the April 5th date release, the amount of Qualified Equity Investment remaining to be issued is more than $2.2 billion, though most of that's been soft-circled. About $140 million of allocation were, was issued last month. Now, a link to the report is in today's show notes. Also, don't forget to register for the upcoming Novogratic 2019 New Markets Tax Credit Spring Conference. It'll be in Washington, D.C. as usual. It's held this year and every year, and it'll be on June 6th and 7th. Moving now to news about state efforts to drive private investment into local communities, a bill was introduced in Louisiana that would provide a tax credit for up to 50% of eligible construction costs for manufacturing businesses in Opportunity Zones. That's right, 50%. The credit would have a project cap of $1 million, and the statewide cap would be $10 million over five years. Now, this would obviously create an incentive to build manufacturing facilities in Louisiana Opportunity Zones. Meanwhile, in Maryland, a bill that would make Opportunity Zones businesses eligible for six other state tax credit incentives awaits the signature of Governor Larry Hogan. The bill would also extend the state historic tax credit program for two years. Well, that brings it to the end of this week's report. As I said earlier, the Novogratic 2019 Opportunity Zone Spring Conference is next week. The conference will be in Denver. It's April 25th and 26th. But we have a pre-conference workshop day on Wednesday, April 24th. We also have a keynote address from Daniel Kowalski, who's the counselor to Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. We'll also have Jerron Smith from the White House Office of Legislative Affairs, Alfonso Costa, HUD's Deputy Chief of Staff, and Shay Hawkins from the office of Senator Tim Scott, who's the lead author of Opportunity Zones Legislation. Rounding out the Washington Wire session, we have John Lottieri of the Economic Innovation Group. I do hope that you'll attend the conference, and I'll include the registration link in today's show notes and also tweet it out. That's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. 
This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived podcasts are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. You can find related links referenced in this podcast in our show notes at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast. Novogratik and Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.